live from the capital of the Commonwealth. This is the Sports Huddle with Bob Black on 1061 ESPN. We're also streaming live at ESPNRichmond.com and on the iHeartRadio app. Call in and talk with Bob anytime at 327-0888. Now, here's Bob Black with the Sports Huddle on 1061 ESPN. So if you listen carefully, those are not the howling winds of ghosts and goblins necessarily getting ready for Halloween night. Those are the winds of change in the sports world. Wow. How about what has happened in less than the last 24 hours as we expected it to happen in the National Football League? with the trade deadline hitting just two minutes ago, and then you throw in the overnight trade between the 76ers and the Clippers for James Harden in the NBA, and the winds of change are swirling all around us. Welcome to the Sports Huddle on an eventful Halloween, Tuesday, the 31st of October. Bob Black with you here, hosting remotely for the Sports Huddle. 1061 ESPN, AJ in our ESPN Richmond studios and in the producer's booth. We'd love to hear from you. 804-327-0888 gets you on the air. I already have some text to get to and some from yesterday, and we'll do that. Same number, 327-0888. Let me start on the NFL side because you may recall if you were listening yesterday afternoon when Matt was on with me in our Mashup Monday hour and we had Adam Kilgore from the Washington Post, and Matt asked him about the commander's situation and what he'd expect to see from the commander's roster at 4 o'clock today. And he was not shy about saying it would not surprise him at all if both Montez Sweat and Chase Young were gone, and that's exactly what's happened. The dismantling of the Washington commanders has officially begun A new era is starting to take hold, and this is just the beginning of the sweeping changes in D.C., right? We're a week away from Election Day, and in D.C., the commanders have gotten the jump on all those legislatures because they are starting to dismantle their operation. So Montez Sweat goes to the Chicago Bears. That poor guy. I mean, what did he do to deserve this? He went from one bad team to another. The Commanders will get a 2024 second-round pick for Sweat. That was the first one to happen. Sweat, of course, in the last year of his contract. So the Commanders going for a draft pick now rather than a compensatory selection later, even if Sweat signed as, as a free agent. And then... Shortly thereafter that, the Commanders traded Chase Young to the San Francisco 49ers for a third-round pick. Now, he might be jumping up and down and clicking his cleats about that move. Now, I know the 49ers are struggling right now, but you figure they're going to turn it back around and be in some kind of contention before this thing is done. Um, So at least he's going to a playoff-worthy caliber team in the San Francisco 49ers. Um, But Montez Sweat, on the other hand, is going to a Bears team that is and 2-6. Now, of course, if you can't beat them, join them. One of those two wins coming against the Washington Commanders. 
I'm sure Sweat will hear a little bit about that and some good-natured kidding when he walks through the doors at Chicago's locker room. So let's see. This year, Sweat, six-and-a-half quarterback sacks. Look, neither one of these guys really lived up to their hype, really lived up to their billing, certainly not Chase Young, who probably missed more snaps than he was involved in and had all sorts of injuries. You know, he had some shining moments, but not enough of them, not enough to start the dismantling with those two guys. Uh, Washington's defense has not been good uh, this season. Their best category is probably sacks. I think they have 25 quarterback sacks at this point in the season. But other than that, they they are near the bottom of the NFL statistically on the defensive side of the ball. So the commanders give up on him. As I said, they get the 2024 second-round pick from Chicago. That is pick 35 at the moment. So they're loading up on draft picks for sure. And then, as I said, a few moments later, they make the the other deal, and they trade Chase Young away uh, to the San Francisco 49ers. I'm not as crazy about that one, being a fan of another team competing for an NFC championship. At least he's going to a playoff contender. They get a third-round pick from San Francisco for that one. And as I said, the, the bigger picture here is that the commander's dismantling has begun, and it's going to continue for the rest of this season. Look, they're playing with a lame duck coach at this point. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Short of them somehow going on a run where they win the rest of their games and get to the postseason. Uh, And I don't know how you do that with a depleted roster and a virtual rookie at quarterback as good as he was last week. In that locker room, the feeling has to permeate that this is a lame duck coaching staff. And who knows who's going to be here moving forward. And that's big picture, probably for the best at this point look they still got jonathan allen they still got deron Payne on the defensive side they gave them the bigger contracts in in the last couple of couple of off seasons but it just hasn't been working on the defensive side and several of us called for a change defensively back when they had the mini buy and that didn't happen after the loss to the bears why not bring in a new voice or new players at that point at least defensively the guy, Jack Del Rio, had already been on the hot seat. Um, and yet they, they didn't do that. But today they certainly shot up the signals that they're ready to move on and wipe this thing clean, get through the rest of this year, get as many draft picks as they can, and start over next year. Their defense is 31st in scoring, 29th in yards allowed, Per game would be the worst defensive statistics in franchise history if they stay at that pace. I think I read a note that they've never finished ranked in the bottom four of both points and yards since the AFL NFL merger back in in 1970. So, in a bad way, these are kind of historic times at the moment for the Commanders. And I just can't see them heading in any other direction other than a head coaching change. And I guess it will come at the end of the year. It's going to make for a very long final two and a half to three months uh, in Ashburn and at FedEx Field for the commanders. But the future could be a lot different 
for Washington. And I think that's what they're banking on at this point in time. So many people thought this was coming today, at least one of them, if not both. And it turns out both of them have been traded. And the 49ers really kind of bolstered themselves with the addition of Chase Young, if he could ever live up to that first-round draft pick billing of his, if he can stay healthy, if he can use a clean start, um, man, he he could really be an addition to Kyle Shanahan and uh, the GM, John Lynch, and that, that San Francisco team. Um, I was reading uh, on the ESPN.com story, San Francisco expected to have as many as 12 picks in next year's draft, but they obviously had the ability to trade away from that and get a guy who they can put in uniform right now. Now, you got to deal with Chase Young's knee injury and his other injury situations, right? So that makes it a little dicier. On the other hand, with both guys being in the last year of their contract, the commanders weren't about to get top value for either one of them. So we'll keep an eye on both of those guys and see how they go moving forward, particularly Chase Young, more so even um, than Sweat. I don't know um, really you know, what's he going to do in Chicago the rest of the year. But who knows? Might be able to move forward and get a better deal after this season. All right, there you go. So that was the first um, deal deals that were made today the first big trades for us there were some other nfl trades you've been hearing about them on espn sports center uh, at the top of the hour you'll continue to do that we'll get into a couple of them the uh, the vikings went out and got themselves a quarterback uh, hoping to replace kirk cousins there were a couple of other moves that we'll get into but from our perspective uh here in the mid-atlantic here in the dmv those were the big moves today and it's only the beginning for Washington. It is certainly spelling the end of Ron Rivera at some point and Jack Del Rio at some point. And I would argue, and I've said this already, the same for um, Coach Biennemi as well. I, I just I just feel this new ownership group is going to say, let's just start totally fresh. And we're going to bring in our guy as head coach. And if you want to keep one or two of those assistants, and Eric Bieniemy is one of those guys, let's talk about it. And if you're comfortable with it, whoever that coach may be, then they would do it. Otherwise, I think they're ready to just wipe the slate entirely clean and start from scratch and, and, and bring in the guy they want and let him hire who he wants Um, not only for the coordinator positions, but obviously for the rest of the staff. And if there's one or two you want to keep, continuity's sake, that kind of thing, so be it. But I I really think you can mark Halloween 2023 as the beginning of the end of the commanders and the old regime and the old era on the field, and it will start anew moving forward. Maybe I'm being a little overly dramatic. I don't know. I don't think so. I think this was a clear sign and a clear signal um, that they're kind of waving the white flag on this year and they're ready to move on to 2024 in what will be a new Washington Commanders regime. All right, that gets us going. It wasn't the only big news on the trade blocks in the last 24 hours, and it wasn't just confined to the National Football League. We will save that moving forward and tell you what we got coming up on today's Sports Auto. 
Here's what's coming up on today's Sports Huddle. Just a huge fan of sports. This is the River City Rundown. River City Rundown brought to you by the Richmond chapter of the American Red Cross. Your help is needed for the Red Cross to continue to be on call for local or national emergencies. To learn how you can volunteer or donate blood, visit redcross.org. I'm bringing my guy AJ in on the NBA deal from overnight and i'm sure we'll send up the bat signal and bruce will call in at some point but aj is my go-to nba guy so i'm relying on you here my friend for a little bit of sorting this thing out first of all i gotta tell you aj i woke up inexplicably around three o'clock in the morning and i happened to glance at my phone and there was the woge bomb at three o'clock in the morning and it hadn't been on my phone for very long, that the James Harden deal had been consummated. Why are we doing this in the cloak of secrecy and dark of night? I don't understand. I, I had the same experience, in fact, because I, I just don't trust Facebook giving me fake <laughs> algorithm stuff or whatever. Yes. I, I woke up and like went to legit sites to read it. I did too. I'm the same. I did. I woke up. Now, the first one I saw was Woj, um, you know, saying sources confirming and I know it's the West Coast, so they're three hours behind us and all that. But I, it, that was weird. Like, am I dreaming? And I did the same thing you did. I, I double-checked it, went to other sources, and then started getting deeper into it. So I'll tell you what. Let's get through this and the break, and then let's you and I get deeper into this. Because no NBA trade is ever simple, right? It is always, what was the phrase you just used, a complex, like, analytic formula? There's always something to an NBA trade with this, that, the other thing. It, it's very frustrating. It's just not player for player or even players for players and draft picks. There's even more to it than all of that. So we're going to sort all of that. But the good news, if you're any kind of 76ers fan, which I kind of am, moderate at best, Matt Josephs is probably more today than he was yesterday because he hated Harden, and I get that. I think it's great they've gotten rid of him. Uh, Bruce being a Sixers fan, he'll probably check in with us at some point. Got to be happy. No matter what they got, this is addition by subtraction. They got rid of him. The only thing I don't like is that, you know, the crying, kicking, screaming baby kind of got his way, right? He wanted to go to the Clippers, and that's where he's going. I would have shipped him off to some other outpost if I could have done it. But in general, this is good news for the 76ers. It probably makes the Eastern Conference stronger without him being in there because I think the Sixers will be a better team moving forward, and that's what I'm kind of hearing from some of the experts. AJ, you'll be my expert on the other side of the break. Coming up in the 5 o'clock hour, we've got a lot to talk about on the ACC front as well, and particularly with the Virginia Tech Hokies. So Tim Thomas is going to join us at 5.30 from Tech Lunch Pail. They got that big game coming up with Louisville this weekend. They are heavy underdogs, even though they've been playing a little bit better of late. They have a path to a bowl game. If they really get hot, they could have a path to the ACC championship. So we can talk about that with Tim. We can talk some Hokie basketball as well. You know, the Hokies played the Spiders in one of those secret scrimmages this weekend. But after the fact, after the scrimmage, you can talk about it. I've seen a box score from the scrimmage. I didn't see the scrimmage itself. John O'Connor wrote a detailed story on it in the Times-Dispatch. So we'll talk with Tim a little bit about the Hokie side 
of that thing as Mike Young's team gets set to get started at the beginning of next week. And then the ACC has released that um, scheduling formula, the scheduling model, moving forward with 17 teams now to include the two on the West Coast, Cal and Stanford, and the one in Texas, SMU. And I think it came out pretty well, particularly for Tech and UVA. They've got their rivalries covered. In Tech's case, they got one of the rivalries back. And as I said all along, when everybody was, like, up in arms over adding these West Coast teams, I get it. It's weird. It's crazy. It's the ACC with two teams on the Pacific Coast. I get all this. But I also know that it's 2023, and they were going to figure out a way that it wasn't going to be that difficult for the East Coast teams to have to play Stanford and Cal. And they've done that. And we'll get into that. And I don't have it right in front of me. I will by the time we talk to Tim. But it's something like you can only go to the West Coast like two or three times in a seven-year period. And you can't go in back-to-back years. So you're going to make one trip out there. And the way these teams travel in this day and age, yeah, it's a long flight and all of that. I get that. But it's not going to be the end of the world for them. It's going to be harder for Cal and Stanford. They're coming east at least three times a season. But they knew that. They knew what they signed up for. And they'll be able to deal with that. So I know it's weird that the Atlantic Coast Conference now stretches across the country, but it's just the landscape that we're walking on in 2023 and beyond. And it was started by the other conferences anyway. And the ACC, if they wanted to stay up to date, had to do it. And I think they've come up, at least with football, with a pretty strong scheduling model. I don't know what it's going to do to basketball or even more so to the Olympic sports. I'm sure they will find ways to minimize the travel, especially for the current teams in the ACC, and they'll deal with Stanford and Cal and SMU as well. So Tim Thomas at 530 with plenty to talk about on the Hokie front this afternoon. 804-327-0888 if you'd like to weigh in on the Commanders trades, on the Sixers-Clippers trades. Oh, yeah, there was a World Series game last night. Texas won again on the road. They have won nine road games in the postseason. You can't even do that in the regular season, and they've done it in the postseason, even with two of their star players going down and out with injury last night, and they still beat the Diamondbacks in Arizona. Texas has a two games to one lead in the World Series. We can touch on that and much more coming up let's get our first break 20 after four on the sports huddle thanks for locking in with us this afternoon more on the james harden trade with aj and me when we come back on 1061 espn big al doesn't care how the duck is prepped i don't care if he eats raw duck or what anyone thinks i don't care about what he thinks but he does care about what you do from 8 to 10 weekday mornings so spend that time with him on 1061 espn All right, here we go. 25 after 4 on Halloween. Happy Halloween out there. If you're driving around already, be careful of the trick-or-treaters trick treaters that are out there. Some might be out there a little early, particularly the younger ones. So be on the lookout as you're driving about town uh, this afternoon. And certainly it starts to get dark here in the, next, in the next couple of hours. And have fun with it. Enjoy it out there. The kids will have a great time this evening. All right. Let's dive into this, and I need your help, AJ. On this, I know. So let me start here before we even get into the deal. How great of a player do we think James Harden is? Like I looked back at his resume 
and his stats, right? And it's it's basically phenomenal, right? I mean, 10-time All-Star, six-time All-NBA first team, um, three-time scoring champ, two-time assist leader, NBA most valuable player, what, about six years ago in 2018. He's done everything except win a championship, right? Well, I mean, here's the thing. There are two answers to that question. The first answer is who he wants to be. So last year, he decided to just lead the league in assists. He's never done that before. And last year, he just did that. He has the ability to be probably still a top 10 player when he wants to be. And then there's the other Harden who does whatever he wants to do. And And I would hope one of the things he wants to do is win a championship. And he hasn't done it yet. So that, to me, does not make him a great player. Well, here's the end-all, be-all. I'm reluctant to say he's not a great player, but both those Hardens check out when things get tough in the playoffs. So that's the deciding factor, in my opinion. And I think he's one of those guys that, unfortunately, at least to me, trying to like the sport again, and I loved the NBA when I was growing up, and this is not my kid NBA. I, I understand. I get that. But he's this great player who continues to be a pain in the butt. And I, uh, that's what's wrong with the NBA, man. I just... Uh, uh. It's hard to put what's wrong with the NBA on James Harden. James Harden and uh, Kyrie are a little different than your average player. Okay. I I, I will say this. I, I now am pretty much... Since last year in those playoffs, I now realize that there are a lot of players... Who play for contracts and don't care about championships at all. And I think he's one of them. Yeah, I 100%. That's a great line and a great analysis. But now, having said that, you know, he wanted to go to the Clippers, right? He wanted Tinseltown. He wanted Hollywood. He wanted all that. And he, he got his wish. So where does that leave the Clippers here? Let, correct me if I'm wrong. They got Russell Westbrook. They got Kawhi Leonard. Uh, they've got who am I miss Paul what, George? What they have is about uh, twenty three games of starters <laughs> per night, right? Ah, uh, it's so. This is so hilarious. I've wanted this. I made the joke on Matt Show. The only thing that would be better, I would give up the Lakers winning championships for ten years if Ben Simmons would also go in this team. I made. I literally made a joke three years ago. I wanted to see Paul George, James Harden, Ben Simmons, and and Russell Westbrook all on a team. And that should be Seattle. I mean, no, I made that joke with you when Mm -hmm. I first started. And it's almost coming true. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. This is hilarious. Uh, So are they going to be good or are they not going to be good? They're not going to be good. They are going to, listen, they are going to somehow stumble. They're going to be probably a seven seed, a six seed in the playoffs, maybe. They're going to they're going to be perfectly matched up with a three or a four that for some reason has injuries and instincts. Then they're going to go to the second round, and one of these four players will be playing on a losing effort, and they'll and they'll lose four one. Like it's just it's so funny. I'm rooting against them now. That's exactly <laughs> what's going to happen. Mar- I would put this down on any other bet. That's exactly what's going to happen. This team is hilarious. This is a, so- this is my reality TV show now. So I I am scrolling through their roster and familiarizing myself with it. So this team has Bones Highland, right? The former yeah. and ACU standout. And they are banking on Bones being a beast off the bench, which I like Bones. 
but they have cleared their bench. It's it's ugly. Guy can play though. I'll give him that. He can score. He can shoot. He can. Yeah, he can. I don't they, know how much. They've he's gotten going rid to. of a lot of players that do the the garbage time minutes. And one of the rookies they added was Jordan Miller, who played at Miami. Um, Caesar will be familiar with him, but he started his career at George Mason. So we got a couple of guys uh, who we're fairly familiar with on that Clipper team. Jordan Miller started his career at George Mason and transferred to Miami and absolutely flourished with the Hurricanes, with the U down there, and as we said, Bones Highland. You'd be proud of Bones. Bones gets talked about on national level. Oh, um, I know. He's like a sleepy good guy that a lot of analysts have been like, this is going to be a, a really good guy in like five years, four years, whatever. Oh, I think he's already a really good No, I player. mean, they think he's going to be better than just, like, he's going to be starting. All right, well, keep an eye on him. You know, so I think that's kind of cool. That roster makeup is is really intriguing for them. All right, here's my next question for you then, AJ. Why am I hearing from virtually every expert that the Sixers are a significantly better team today after that trade and basically the role players that they got in that deal and, and some draft picks coming up and that Nick Nurse is waking up with a smile on his face Today. By far, and because and because uh, forgetting the 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 GM guys, he knows what to do with these picks. I'm going to tell you right now. Which oh, the you, Sixers guy, the guy that uh, yeah. Harden said was a liar, Daryl Morey. Yeah, Daryl Morey. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Morley. So you've got size and you've got toughness coming in. So it was funny because I've talked to I've talked to Bruce about this. I talked to a couple other people. We all like one person out of the four more than the other. Like I like all these guys. Marcus Morris is tough. He mm-hmm. will go up against anyone. Nick Batum, who Bruce was like, he's, he's a little long in the tooth, comes in for some solid minutes. You get rid of Danny Green, so that is an upgrade. Robert Covington is going to be the guy that lightens uh, Embiid's load. And then I'm a real big believer in K.J. Martin. So you've got a bunch of interesting uh, bench players. on What is already an interesting bench in Philadelphia? I think I like... This team, if this team could somehow, it's not going to happen, if they could somehow acquire a starting guard next to Maxi, this team would be just as good of a lock as uh, as the Celtics are, in my opinion. Well, you are starting to get me a little bit excited now about the Sixers again, and I, I like that. And, I mean, the other thing it has done, if he wasn't already, I mean, this is Joel Embiid's team now, right? I mean, yeah. there's no other star in the shadow. Tyrese Maxey is a favorite in Philadelphia. I know that. But this is Embiid's team now, right? Yeah, yeah. But, like, it's it's interesting. Maxey and Embiid play well together. So mm-hmm. I think they play better together right now than any guard center I've seen, obviously, with what we're seeing with the Bucks, they're playing better, in my opinion, than Giannis and uh, and Lillard. And then you've got you got all these forwards that come in, and you can just tell, you can see that they did this move to basically compete against uh, Boston. That's what they're doing is they're they're trying to get guys that can handle uh, Brown and Tatum. Well, that was kind of my next question, and that's the other thing. I know Tim Legler was one who said this today, and that's another guy, by the way, with local connection, Tim Legler, who. Grew up here in Richmond, went to J.R. Tucker High School before he played college ball at LaSalle. But, and he's become, you know, obviously one of the best NBA analysts on ESPN that there is that said, you know, they are now right there, if not right there, just behind the Bucks and Celtics in the East. Yeah? If, if Maxi takes a step up this year, which it looks like he's going to, I would put him right below 
I just I do think this team is built to face this the Celtics. I think I I think you guys should be happy. Any 76ers fan who thought they were gonna get more than this is is kidding themselves. You also got, like I said, you got that you got that first round pick in 2028. You got pick swaps, you got two second round picks. Like, this is a haul. This is really a haul for yeah. a guy none of you want. This is this was I, I knew the trade was going to be semi, like, you know, you're not going to get a number one. You're not going to get a really good guy. You got so much more than I thought you were ever going to get, and you guys should definitely be happy. So the first time we could see those guys would be Thursday. The Sixers don't play until Thursday, and ironically enough, they're playing Nick Nurse's old team at the Wells Fargo Center in Philly because the Toronto Raptors will be the guests of the 76ers on Thursday. I guess they could be – you know, sign all the paperwork and dot the I's, cross the T's, and those guys could play by Thursday, right? Yeah, I yeah. You I, you would see it. Uh, the Nets, when they made the big trade, those guys were out there last year the next game. So I don't see why not. And, like, the fact that I like K, K.J. Martin a lot and then you have Nick Nurse who can develop young players. Like, I, I just think this is going to be interesting. You will see Morris and Covington play for sure. The uh, Clippers play tonight at home against the Magic. You don't think Harden can play tonight, do you? Uh, I mean, you know, it, the only thing that would not surprise me is if Harden wanted to, like, show off and and show, like, all right, now I'm going to win a championship and create all that buzz. Uh, it could go either way. He, I will say this, they're going to do something crazy. He, he might stay being that assist guru that he was last year, and if he does that around... Uh, Kawhi Leonard and, and Westbrook and George, that could be interesting. I think this team's a joke personally, but but if it's going to work, it's going to work with Harden distributing the ball, but these guys need the ball. I it, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to... I don't know how you get so many assists like you did on Philadelphia when all those players need the ball. Yeah. I mean, that's a blockbuster. No doubt about that. And then there were some draft picks thrown into this thing, right? Yep. I, that's where I started getting lost in the shuffle here. Draft picks. And- so you got a 2028 first round uh, unprotected. Uh, you know, I mean, nice. Two second round picks. Yeah, whatever to that. It's not like the NFL. Second, like right. you start to drop off. And then the pick swap. I mean, it's always great to get a pick swap. Any 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 deal that anyone makes and never gets a pick swap, I really question what the GM's doing. And a pick swap is just, uh, you know, my team has the third pick and your team has the 14th, but I have the pick swap. We swap it, you know? Or I I guess you're swapping. Yeah. Gotcha. And wasn't there like an unidentified third team involved in this somewhere? No, I think what you you probably read was they had to waive uh, Danny Green. Ah. Yeah, they had to waive Danny Green, which was. Oh, that's it. Yeah, I see it. Yeah. Which is fine. That's that. Like, again, Nick Batum, a lot of people are hit or miss on Nick Batum, but if we're going to compare him to Danny Green, be be happy. I'm excited to see. You know me, man. Like, everybody gets caught up on points and scores and whatever. Who's going to handle the defense? Who's going to handle the rebounds? Who's going to play this guy? Who's going to play that guy? And so these are tough players that are going to allow Embiid and Maxi to do their thing. This, this is very exciting. I can tell this was very exciting. What an exciting 15 minutes of NBA talk we've just had, AJ. That's made my day. That's made my Halloween. That was as much a trick and a treat as I could possibly have. On Halloween. Oh, yeah, it says here, Harden is so ecstatic about this. He hopes to attend tonight's home game against the Magic. He's not playing that. I wouldn't expect any player 
to play one day after a trade. What's like the that. over under? Like, who, of the four of them, who's going to make 40 games? <laughs> 40 games? 40 games. Who? That's only half the schedule. I, geez, I'm telling you. You mean of all those Clipper guys? You mean of, of, of the Leonard big, and George and Westbrook and, and Harden? Of the Mount Rushmore of the <laughs> L.A. Clippers. No, the Lakers fan enjoyed saying that just now. Uh, will any of them, uh, let me be a little nicer, will any of them get 50? I'll say Russell Westbrook, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll th- see. That would be I don't the. Know. See, you know what? I love Russ. I think, God, they better hope they get another year out of him because I I thought he was going to have, like, finally have the decline year. Uh, it'll be, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how they even try. I mean, I, look, I like Ty Lue and all that stuff. I, I just uh-huh. don't, I don't know how you coach this. I don't know. I, these guys need the ball. You saw Russell Westbrook play so good because everybody else was injured now. You know? Is this he... reeks of the Brooklyn Nets deals that they made, and what a disaster that was. Bob, this is worse. Like, worse. I, this is what I'm telling you. This How is, much worse could it be is, than that? That this, was awful. No, this is arguably... The, you already have these guys. Paul George is going to take whatever position he needs to, which is sort of unfortunate because he will keep this team afloat a lot of times. I'm not a big Paul George guy, but Paul George is the most reasonable out of the four. I mean, these guys are psychopaths, man. Like, I I, I don't... It's going to be so hilarious to watch these four play. I can only guess that in the beginning you're going to have Harden and Westbrook coming off the bench and th- and just them playing together sounds crazy. Uh, today on social media I posted a Brokeback Mountain uh, meme when when they were talking about these two playing together again. Like, I don't know why they can't quit each other, but it's it's this is going to be hilarious. Watch every Clipper game you possibly can to understand why you don't put four... Uh, all-star score i gotta have the ball people together this is gonna be great wow you're excited awesome stuff dude all we need is ben simmons ben simmons (laughs) i called this i called this Uh, i i need to be the producer right now and say it's time to go to a commercial break aj Collect your thoughts and we'll come back to this again we got plenty of time for this blockbuster deal in the nba harden is gone from Philly, I think almost every Sixer fan is happy about that and feels better about the future for the 76ers. And we will watch those Clippers as late night as it's going to be most of the year. Uh, break time for us. Come back on the other side. Sports Huddle 1061 ESPN. In a second straight playoff appearance out of the CAA. Follow them on their quest every step of the way. Here on your home for the Richmond Spiders, 1061 ESPN. got a minute or two before we get to the uh, towards the top of the hour in the break and the ESPN Sports Center update. Nice shout out for you on our text line there, AJ. Nice setup, AJ. And it was. Thank you for that. Not, you got to get up pretty early in the morning to be Bruce at something. Well, if you got up early in the morning, you were one of the first to know about the Harden trade because it happened early in the morning, like three o'clock in the morning. What had happened. And theoretically, he's going to be out there tonight when the Clippers uh, are at home. Not going to play this evening, but uh, is going to make his way out there already. So there you go. So, yes, there was a pretty good long segment on the NBA there, and we'll continue to 
dissect that as it moves on, and we'll wait till they start playing games and he gets into uniform, and we'll see what he can do. That Bruce kind of put me in my place a little bit. I, I was just being hard on Harden more than anything. And, you know, he's played for four teams, didn't bring any of them a championship. And he mentioned some pretty good players who didn't get the ring either. No, but the um, issue is you both are right. Everything you both said is correct. Oh, we don't like that. Somebody's got to be wrong. No, they? I'm telling you, that Harden is, you cannot put Harden in any other conversation. He is a weirdo. <laughs> yes, he is. I Everything everyone said is 100% correct. That argument is 100% factual. All right. I'm I'm good with it. I'm glad he's gone from Philly. He was never a good fit there to begin with. And, you know, with a new coach and all of that, you didn't want that kind of trouble. Let's center this team around Embiid and Maxi and see what they can do. And if the Clippers can win with all these stars and everyone needs the ball all the time, so be it. But I'm with you. I think it ends in disaster just as it did for the other teams that tried to do this, particularly the Brooklyn Nets a couple of years ago. So, All right, there's hour one in the books. Loved it. Great conversation on all the changes that are swirling around the two commanders trades. We can get back to that with both um, Sweat and Young now gone from Burgundy and Gold and the NBA deal as well. We'll get into all of that in Hour 2. We'll talk some college, particularly some hokey stuff at the bottom of the hour with Tim Thomas from Tech Lunch Pail. All coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. This is the Halloween hour coming up of the sports auto. The trick-or-treaters are getting in costume and they're getting out there. See how much candy they can bring home. One night a year, we like the candy stuff. It's good stuff. Uh, all right, hour two of the Sports Auto coming up when we come back. 1061 ESPN. Turn to Hernan Allen Plumbing.